This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Join us now as we go to the live broadcast of Spiritual Appetizers podcast. Welcome, and thank you for joining us in another live episode of Spiritual Appetizers podcast, episode 199, Men, We Need to Lead Our Families, Part 1, Children. The spiritual appetizer that will be used in this episode is from Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. Men, we need to remember that leading our house or being head of the house is leading our families, part one, children. Open up with me to Joshua chapter 24, and let's read verses 14 and 15. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Men, we need to remember that being head of the house is leading our families. Part 1. Children. Joshua took the responsibility of leading his house very, very seriously. And he recognized that Israel was having a problem with this. The leaders in Israel were not making decisions as to who to serve. And they were trying to serve all the different gods, and they were trying to make everyone happy, much the same as what was taking place in Greece, in Corinth, in Acts chapter 17 at Mars Hill. They had so many different gods that they didn't want to leave anyone out They were making sure that they had all their bases covered, even having a idol to the unknown God, which Paul used to declare to them the God of the Bible. But that's what was going on here. And so Joshua tells them, look, you need to make a decision. You need to decide to serve the Lord or decide to serve these other gods. Stop straddling the fence and trying to make everyone happy because in so doing, you're not making the God of the Bible happy. And so he tells them, look, Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. And he gives them a choice. He says, choose whether you're going to serve the gods on the other side of the river or you're going to serve the gods that are in the country that you're living in now. Because the children of Israel had already broken the commandment of God in the sense that they didn't drive everyone out. They still had the people of Canaan dwelling with them in the promised land, even though they were supposed to wipe them all out. But they made a mistake, and they allowed them to stay. And in so doing, they allowed the gods to stay in their culture, and it affected them. In Amos chapter 3 and verse 3, it says, How can two walk together unless they be agreed? And so this problem would be a thorn in their flesh for many, many generations to follow. But Joshua made a decision, and he made a decision that impacted his whole family. And he made it. Look in verse 15 as the end of it. It says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He didn't take a vote. 
as head of the house, he made a decision and he said, everyone underneath my roof is going to follow this decision. But as for me, my house, we will serve the Lord. Men, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to our family to make this same decision that Joshua did for our entire family. We don't need to leave it up to the children. We don't need to leave it up to anybody else in the family. Look, this household serves God. This is the way it is. And as long as you're under this roof, you're going to serve God because that's the way that it is in this family. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, the, the law did not leave them without a way to do this. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, the Bible says, Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and to your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb. When the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. Men, we need to take the responsibility of making sure that our house knows God upon ourselves. We don't need to leave it to anybody else. We don't need to leave it to chance. We need to make sure that our children understand that serving God is the only option. There is no other option. And we need to lead it. We need to live it in our lives. And then we need to also hold them responsible for knowing God. And when we do this, then not only will our children know God, but our children's children will know God. Read with me again, Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 10, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb. When the Lord said to me, gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and they may teach their children. And so we need to make sure that our children know. And when we do this, our grandchildren will also know because they will teach their children to do so. But when one generation drops the ball, and men, when we drop the ball and we don't hold our children responsible, then they are not going to hold their children responsible. And it goes on and on and on. If we don't teach our children how to lead their family, especially our men, our young boys, then that problem is going to ripple effect throughout the rest of our generations, as it did with Israel. Israel had a problem with this. And they did not have leaders in Israel because of it. David even struggled with this with his own children. Solomon was not as strong as David. He didn't lead him properly. Solomon's children fell away. And the kings in Israel, they had a problem with this for all the rest of the generations, leading to why they would go into Babylonian captivity, because they would not understand how to lead. Solomon did not fully understand how to lead, even though he was very, very wise. Rehoboam definitely did not understand how to lead. And going forward on and on and on throughout generations, because men refused to take the responsibility of leading their families, leading their children to God. And leading means doing what Joshua did. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then following through with that. And Joshua did that. He followed through with that. He said, okay, we're going to follow through with this. I'm going to follow God 
and my children are going to follow me. What Remember what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1? Follow after me as I follow after Christ. And so Paul would hold his spiritual children, Timothy and Titus, and the people that he would write to accountable to following him. He did not leave it up to them as to whether or not they were going to be Christian. Follow me. Do this. You see, we have a responsibility as leaders in the Lord's church, as leaders in the family, to lead our families. God, men, we need to remember that being head of the house is leading our families, part one. Notice with me, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 17. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 17. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So it shall be. When the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, when you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. For the Lord your God is jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Manasseh. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes which he commands you. Notice with me again. What he says in verse 14 of Deuteronomy chapter 6, you shall fear the Lord your God, verse 13, and shall serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. Notice how this is very similar to what Joshua told the people. He said, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Deuteronomy was written to the leaders of their families. It was written to parents. It was written to all of Israel. Look, this is how we raise children. This is how we lead children. But men, we have a responsibility to make sure this is taking place in our lives. Yes, both parents have a responsibility to this. But God has placed the fathers as head of the house. And because he has placed the fathers as head of the house, we have a great responsibility to make sure that what God has told us to do, that we're keeping it in our houses. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, Fathers, provoke not your children wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. If this is not taking place, yes, the mothers are going to be responsible, but the men, the fathers of these families, are going to be held to even higher standard because it was our responsibility as head of the house to lead our family and to make sure that these things were taking place. In Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, 
and when he is old, he will not depart from it. If you take a business, for example, and you have a assistant manager, you have a general manager, and you have an owner, there's a certain amount of responsibility that the assistant managers are going to help be held accountable for. But if they're not doing their job, ultimately, who's going to be held accountable by the owner? It's going to be the general manager. The general manager is going to be held accountable by the owner. The owner should hold accountable those that are underneath of him so that the owner does not have to come to him and hold him accountable. Well, who's going to hold the owner accountable? The owner is going to be held accountable by everybody around, by his patrons. Everybody's going to be held to an accountability. Well, the wife, the man, the children, and God. There's a hierarchy, God being the head of it, Christ being head of the church, and then Christ giving authority down to the man because he has all authority. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And then the man has a responsibility to make sure that his wife is teaching the children properly. But if she is not, he's going to be held responsible to God as being the head of the house. So men, we need to remember that being head of the house is leading our families. Part one, children. If the children are not being trained... God is going to hold the men of the family whom he has left in charge of the family responsible. Why didn't the children be, get trained? I told you, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Men, we need to be leaders. We need to be holding to this so that they see it and so that they know who to follow. And we need to be leading the way in both our example and what we are teaching. Now, we have examples of this in the Old Testament where this did not take place the way that it needed to take place. We have the, the example of Nadab and Abihu. Aaron was high priest of Israel. And his two sons did something that was very abominable to God. They brought unauthorized fire into the assembly. And they paid a very high price for it. And so Aaron should have taught his children better. And we have more examples of this. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, we have another example of this in Eli's house. He was another high priest in Israel. In verse 22 of 1 Samuel chapter 2, it says, Now Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, for it is not good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. And we're going to find out later on in this, if we go down a few verses, and we go down to verse 34, it says, Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons, Hopnaz and Phinehas. In one day they shall die, both of them. God would take Eli's children from them, because he did not hold them accountable. He did not lead his children properly. Notice verse 30 with me. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and your house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming. I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house so that they will not be an old man in your house. And you will see an enemy in my dwelling place, despite all the good which God does for Israel. And there shall not be an old man in your house. 
But any of your men whom I do not cut off from my altar shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart. All the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age. And so we see Eli did not control his family. Well, Samuel didn't control his sons either. He didn't lead his sons. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of the firstborn was Joel, and the name of the second was Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba, but his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Again, we see a leader in Israel not leading his family. We see too much of this in the church today, where we have children that have fallen away from God because men have not taken the responsibility of leading their families. Men, we need to remember that being head of the house is leading our families. Part one, children. If we want the church to endure, we have to lead our families to God. We have to lead our children to God. We have to train our children up in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Moses told them how to do this in Deuteronomy chapter 6, from the time they get up in the morning till the time they go to bed at night. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Men, have we made those, that decision for our family? Because if we haven't, we need to, and we need to start leading our families to God. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.